Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Thanks for listening. Hope you're doing good out there. We got another great episode for you. Another campaign tried to launch, and oh, my God, did it crash immediately. <laughs> We're going to close out today's episode with some sound that is going to have you cackling all the <laughs> yeah. way to your home or wherever you're going. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. First, let's talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene again. We talked about her quite a bit last episode because there's a rap song out uh, about her from <laughs> Forgot to Blow. <laughs> uh, indeed, I don't think he did forget to blow because he seemed high on cocaine. Whoa. <laughs> Speaking of high on cocaine, Hunter Biden, oh. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Hunter Biden, really a match made in perfect hell. Marjorie Taylor Greene, when discussing um, during a uh, congressional oversight committee hearing, okay, showed pictures. Did you see these, Irvine? Showed pictures of Whoa. Hunter Biden <laughs> having a good time, butt ass naked, butt ass. This is the woman that says drag shows are harming our children, <laughs> right, yeah. right. and she just showed in Congress. <laughs> Pictures of Hunter Biden banging random women. Wow. AKA oh, my living God. The dream. Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene, she caused a stir. She pulled out these photos. Uh, they were obviously of Hunter Biden in compromising positions. They were discussing this with IRS whistleblower Joseph Ziegler. We just need to put, put you know what we're going to do? We're going to put things in context. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. The last administration had family members working in the White House, and they made billions of dollars because of it. So much money. Hunter Biden does a couple of things that shitty senators' sons do, which is drugs and try to make shady dealings. Get it. Hunter Biden's not a good guy. Does this warrant congressional hearings? Absolutely Mm, not. And should we be looking at nudes? Of this relatively buff guy banging <laughs> relatively hot chicks. Yeah. What are we trying to get aroused in Congress over here? Also, she rolled those out again while they're talking to a, an IRS whistleblower. Yes. Hunter Biden has nothing to do with what this guy was there to talk about. <laughs> so, and MTG's just like, what do you think about this one? Does this make you horny? Well, this is why she brought it okay, up. Yeah. Because Green asked Ziegler whether Hunter Biden violated the Federal Man Act of 1910. And I'll tell you, judging from the pictures, he did not. That's <laughs> what a man, man right there. What is the Federal Man Act of that? What yeah, is, so what is this that? This prohibits the transportation of women across state lines. 
Look at Matt Gates, Marjorie. Yeah, Yeah, wait a minute. For the purpose of, quote, for the purpose of prostitution or debauchery Hmm. or for any other immoral purpose. What? So this woman, Mega's MVP. Yes. Right, right. Right. Again, context. Thank you for gotta blow. Wants to bring Hunter down with the Mad Act of 1910. If this was actually applied to Congress today. There would be a lot of empty seats on Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. good grief. Debauchery? What does it even mean? Debauchery or any other immoral purpose? Oh. This is 1910. Oh, uh, man. Well, what about, like, um, we still had segregation, uh-huh. separate water fountains. Yep. Every, like, but that was considered moral for the time. I guess so. so. I'm just going to say the word, air quotes, moral here is a bit arbitrary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, again, the biggest point, where is the congressional hearing on Jared Kushner and the two billion dollars that he sure. got from the Saudis? Absolutely. Where is where is that hearing? Him again, and Ivanka, they yeah. made out real good. I don't know if they smoked any crack and got naked, though, ever, <laughs> I have, frankly. I don't know what they did. And honestly, again, Hunter Biden, other than leaving cocaine at the White House, <laughs> uh, he has nothing to do. <sighs> he has nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with the policy being created from said White House. This is what she had to say. So when Hunter Biden paid for this woman to do this with him to travel across state lines from California to Washington, D.C. on June 15th, this is a violation of the Mann Act. Okay. This was prostitution. Whoa. Oh, come on. You can't both be mega MVP and socially super conservative. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm pretty sure Donald Trump's, and I love Melania. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm fairly certain that may have, their marriage may have violated the Mad Act. Oh, Lord. Tons De- of acts. Debauchery. Just oh, debauchery. and immoral. You know, a woman it. that looks like Melania always d- dates a dumpy orange bastard. That's how she was attracted to him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it had nothing to do with money. Oh, no. Of course <laughs> She not. said, most people write off things for their taxes through their businesses, like a meal or some office supplies. Can you confirm for me that Hunter Biden had written off payments to prostitutes through his law firm? Oh. Am I, like, going Stormy Daniels crazy? Yeah, wait a minute. What about the last uh, five fucking years? Yeah. What about like, anyway, all the presidents? Well, perhaps, uh, uh, again, just the deflection. Yes. Because yes. it's such an obvious reflection mm-hmm. of her big favorite boss baby and Donnie. Mm. And then she ironically again, C-SPAN was X-rated right. momentarily. Ah, when Marjorie Taylor Greene was showing a bunch of pictures Whoa. of Hunter Biden banging women. <laughs> Sounds like she's violating the man act. <laughs> it's, it, you can't even make it up. She showed it with the, the black boxes covering the genitals, so right? Well, yes, and yeah. to be fair again, big black box. <laughs> mm, That's how you know he's got he's, BBB, most searched <laughs> term on Pornhub in MTG's house. <laughs> Can't spell hung without H-U-N. Hunter, baby. I'm going to reiterate what I said uh, on last, uh, I'm sorry, our last episode. I really think Marjorie Taylor Greene's on her way out. She sees the cards. You know, she's being called a bitch. I don't know, but there's also these sycophants. And again, she lives in that gerrymandered district. And and Boebert almost lost this last round in her gerrymandered district by like like 40 votes she won. I think she's doing the pick me to Donald. I think she's trying her best to show Donald, I'm, you need to love me. They don't love me. Gates yeah. doesn't love you. Oh, you know what I mean? So I, she sees her ticket out of this weird congressional quagmire that she's in with all the other Freedom Caucus people. By nailing it down. And nailing down Donnie. Mm-hmm. And he picks her for VP over Carrie Lake, even though Carrie Lake has spent a lot of time down there at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Real busy, seems. 
But that's a very interesting point for Nancy. Oh, I mean, right. she's doing it for a reason. Well, mm-hmm. let's move on a little bit from that troll and get on to another <laughs> one. Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, this is how desperate people are right now within the Republican Party to find a viable primary uh, contender uh, to theoretically go against Joe Biden. He's number two in their polls right now. Oof, so as DeSantis, Vivek? yes, as DeSantis sinks, wow. Vivek has risen now. Again, a lot of time left, mm-hmm. maybe just a few mm-hmm. people sniffing around. And we're going to talk about uh, another person that's going to jump into the race here in a second because he found his billionaire recently. Oh, my goodness. Vivek doesn't have to find a billionaire. He can just look in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. So perhaps because of that, the people who say he's a self-made American man, he's 37 and he's got hair like a 50-year-old. We can trust him. <laughs> nice. Uh, perhaps that is one of the reasons people are looking towards him. Uh, other than his heinous ideas of raising the voter age to 25 and just a lot of ideas he's kind of spitballing mm-hmm. and seeing if they stick to the wall like a middle school kid not paying attention in class, it seems as if he is getting some attention. Now, also... Mm. He has been paying a lot of money to get on every television show he can. Yes. yes. Every podcast yep. he can. Yep. That's an approach uh, that using me- he's taking that using media approach similar to what DT did. Mm-hmm. It's free press. I mean, yes, granted, I do believe he, mo- he pays a lot of times right. in order to get on those shows. Sometimes perhaps they do just have him on, but he is utilizing the entertainment sector, air quotes, or a.k.a. television media right. to rise his name and uh, get his fame up there. Yes, which makes sense because that's how he ended up in this position to run for president in the first place. He was writing his books about the uh, woke left and how we need to be mm. anti-woke left, going on everything from Bill Maher to Fox News, and that's how he kind of landed where he is. And I will just point out, he is only a few hundred million dollars short of being a full-on billionaire. He's worth around 800-900 million. So he's still got the cash and i honestly but, you think know, that's what keeps bumping them up it's just a matter of time right until that money turns into a billion oh you, well, you can turn 800 million be, into a billion yes, a lot especially easier if he becomes president then you're just mm, raking ugh. it in as jared pointed out so anyway vivek people sniffing around him i want to get to a poll here uh just momentarily when it comes to joe biden versus uh, Donald Trump, theoretically. But let's go on to the aforementioned individual who also looks like they want to throw their name into the Republican ring. That is Glenn Youngkin out of Virginia. Glenn Youngkin trying to take a more moderate center path, I suppose, theoretically, Mm. uh, maybe trying to fill that uh, John Kasich lane. Youngkin, of course, somebody who was able to win in Virginia quite outstandingly, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And he towed that line of being like, Trump's a little crazy, but I still like the guy. Right. It was a Trump. He needs to win that rural vote. He sure. needs to win that Trump vote. He was able to do that. Yeah. And because of that, he was able to become uh, Virginia governor. It seems as time has gone on, as he's looked at the field, he's more ambitious than ever before to run for oh. the White House. He's 56 years old. And when I mentioned he found himself a billionaire, Wilbur Ross will host an event in the Hamptons for Glenn Youngkin. Nothing says I'll fight for the working class like meeting Wilbur Ross in the Hamptons. So he's also been on television quite a bit in recent days, making a strong case and letting everybody know that he is indeed serious and that he will potentially run for president. So Hmm. another name in the Republican uh, primary and Youngkin. 
I think there is possible. He could possibly have legs here. Certainly, again, with DeSantis's rise and dramatic fall, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. it leaves the door open. If people are looking at Vivek, they'll look at Yunkin. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially if they're looking, again, for that never-Trumper. I also still feel that if you're just adding another never-Trumper to the race, a non-Donald Trump president, you're just going to keep splitting up that non-Trump vote even more and more and more. And Yunkin, you're right, he took an interesting tact uh, in his election in 2021. He was endorsed by Donald Trump unofficially, which kind of got out those Trumpers for Yunkin. But Yunkin's campaign was like, hey, Donald, don't come here. They had it pretty, pretty much wrapped up because he was running against yeah. Terry McAuliffe, who was a former Democratic governor. People didn't want to go backwards. They went with Yunkin. Right. But was Trump's endorsement necessarily the thing that put him over? Hard to say. Well, he indeed ducked Donald enough on that to win, but also embraced him enough again to have the office that he has now. Also, when it comes to Yunkin fighting for the working class, uh, he does indeed fight for the world class instead, the world oh. elites. He was the co-CEO of the Carlisle Group Uh, until he quit in uh, 2020 to run for governor. So I suppose it makes sense that he would be jet-setting out to the Hamptons to go meet with Wilbur Ross in a meet-and-greet style event. Mm -hmm. Let's see if he can press the flesh and do better than Ronnie DeSantis did, because do you recall when DeSantis did the meet-and-greet? Yeah. When he had to, the person was like, you're not taking questions. Are you blind? Are you blind? <laughs> I'm taking questions. Are you blind? Are you blind? Everything he <laughs> says is so unlikable. And now with DeSantis again, trying to bring in Casey DeSantis, his wife, I watched an interview with both of them together. And um, first of all, I don't believe that they are sexually attracted to one another. <laughs> all right. Fair. Uh, second of all, oh, as a matter of fact, I have some inside sources. DeSantis might dabble in a bit of the uh, hunter himself. Whoa. Yes, indeed. Crack cocaine and hookers. No men. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. oh, I see what yes, you're DeSantis saying. Yes, DeSantis might like men. But I anyway. thought that was a Roger Stone rumor, but I'll run with it all day. I heard, I it, it. Great. I heard I it from a, it. a person who was high up in the military. Oh. Ooh. Also, they are currently doing porn. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's <laughs> so, a reliable source, honestly. Uh, when it comes to DeSantis, his wife, Casey, attempting to sort of smooth the edges, I don't think it worked. Uh, they have a very strange, sterile relationship. Ugh, it's gross. definitely made in politics. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of what happened with Bill de Blasio and his wife, Sherlane, when Bill de Blasio, former mayor of New York, uh, his wife, Sherlane, was kind of a powerful uh, member of the Working Families Party yeah. when they met. And uh, she was a full on lesbian, too. She wrote an article about how happy she was to be a lesbian. Well, she was. And the closest thing to a sexy gal was that six foot seven Irishman (laughs) Italian in Bill de Blasio. (laughs) But anyway, the reason I bring that up is they're divorced now, by the way. I know they're getting through a divorce because uh, when when de Blasio ran for president, uh, she didn't agree with his decision to run. And she said, quote, he broke uh, rank. Uh, so that's why they're getting a divorce. Uh, so that just gives you an indication mm, of what their marriage was like. Right, yeah, the divorce right. is over. He he breaky breaky <laughs> rank. And I got the same sense watching Casey and uh, Casey Anthony. <laughs> Casey DeSantis. <laughs> just imagine. And uh, what if her middle name's Anthony? That'd be great. <laughs> yes. And uh, and Ron, they are. It was not. It was not mm. a, yeah, a the, meshed unit. Right. It mm. was very cold, very sterile. And uh, Casey uh, doesn't really have that 
warm. She's she's not giving him what he needed, right? Which is a sense of humanity. Oh, and she right. doesn't really provide that in the same way. I think a lot of people thought that she would or potentially could to help his sinking campaign. Right, the way Laura Bush did with George W. At the librarian. Bush. Yeah, yeah. She helped humanize right, this right, son right. of a president. So. Yes. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So anyway, back to Yunkin. Uh, right now, he is uh, he's going to be going to the Iowa State Fair. So that's a pretty big wow. deal. Well, he's an indicator. Uh, they say a lot of people in the um, establishment say there's no doubt that Yunkin wants to be president, but Trump takes up so much space that it's going to be risky to run against him. Exactly. But yeah. one of the reasons that maybe people should run against him, and perhaps if you're a Republican, you would want Donald Trump to lose is, a recent Monmouth, Monmouth, Monmouth University poll. <laughs> that is a survey of 910 voters that shows a uh, massive swing in favor of Joe Biden over Donald Trump. Now, of course, we take these polls with a grain of salt. But as I've said before, this is a social science. And this is how we indicate who's mm -hmm. thinking. What are people thinking? Right. And why? So of the 910 voters, 47 percent said that they would definitely or probably support Biden. Well, it was only 40 percent for Donald Trump. That number still holds, even if someone like a Joe Manchin would run as a third party, oh. which has been floated quite a bit in the most uh, recent articles I've been reading. Hmm. Manchin separating from the Dems and running as a third party. So uh, also it's possible that Manchin would run with former Governor John Huntsman in what would be called a unity ticket. Oh, right. And even with that being done, uh, Joe Biden would still win. Biden's lead uh, would be at 40 percent over Donald Trump's 34 percent in that theoretical matchup. So mm. basically they're t they're splitting much like Perot again, splitting the vote between Trump supporters and Biden supporters. Mm, That's gotcha. all that, that third party would do. And of course, in America, it's a winner take all in the EC uh, when it comes to electoral college. Right. And um, you don't need to have over 50 percent. Right. As a matter of fact, when was the last president that had over 50 <laughs> percent? Uh, I mean, there are some who were getting reelected, like Obama and George Did he w. have over Bush. 50? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obama definitely murdered Romney in <laughs> 2012. So anyway, that does not play well for people in the Trump orbit. Also, just lastly, with this same poll, uh, Ron DeSantis gets 33 percent of the vote. No, 33 mm. percent. Oh, the if he vote. goes up against Biden. Yes. Gotcha. If he goes up against Biden. Wow. So, Fascinating mm, stuff. They, yeah. You can't compete with Trump. It's what that's what I'm seeing. The young yeah. in, in, in a primary yeah, perspective, yeah. but in the national, I mean, at some point you do have to look at that data and be like, 
this is just the first, this is the first race. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Right. But what about the overall outcome? If you really want to see a Republican take office, Donald Trump's probably just not your best bet. Right. Well, again, w- but he's the only bet, and that means the party's going to fail. Because if Donald oh, Trump yeah. runs, then then Youngkin's running against him. You split, you know. And, yeah, they keep splitting, splitting Yeah, it. you keep splitting it. You split it with DeSantis. There's nothing, and Joe Biden is already winning with mm-hmm. a unified Trump. Uh, what yeah. would that mean if it was a divided Republican Party? Yeah. So I just don't know what the Republican Party's doing. Again, they all, they all want to be on top, but if they would just... They're really good about uniting normally, so I'm surprised that they're not. Well, they'll rally. They'll, yeah. they'll rally around they, whoever is the, the nominee. They okay, tend to rally, and it, that is obviously again what I've been saying as well is that I think Trump gets the nomination easily uh, for the GOP uh, presidential contest, and then he loses epically against uh, Joe, Joe Biden yeah. in the general in 2024. Oh, but, but if you're if you are a Glenn Youngkin or a Brian Kemp or John Huntsman, all these other Republicans have always kind of danced around this presidential race. Why not get in now? Get your name out there. Get your billionaire now, whether it's Wilbur Ross or whoever. And you get that infrastructure now. Once Trump does lose epically, as I am predicting, and a lot of people are predicting, and the polls are showing, after 2024 is when the Republican Party finally has their reckoning and says, Mm. all right, we lost. We got our asses kicked. It's time to move forward in a new direction. And that's when folks who are stepping up now get their chance in 2028. My turn again. Exactly. Oh, man, the most recent clips of Joe Biden. It's just it seems like every no, they week, need to keep him away every oh, week. I'm in like, bro, closet. it's really just getting worse and worse and worse. And at least he's again, like, the American people deserve better than these. Any of these options. Any right of these now. geriatrics. At least he's like <laughs> stopping to take a breath. I've noticed that when he's going to start yeah. going crazy, he stops, mm-hmm. he collects his thoughts. Yeah. And I mean, well, I what, think, a, what, a thinks, high, what a high <laughs> standard we hold our <laughs> presidents to. Dude, I, well, I you think about those pictures that MTG is showing in Congress. It's like, oh. uh, uh, got to stay alive. <laughs> Good God. So why is Ron DeSantis falling so far? Just once again, it's his social standards. As Travis uh, predicted earlier this year, that he was not going to fly with the vast majority of Americans. The Florida Board of Education has approved a new standard for uh, African-American history. And within this new standard, it will be teaching that black people who were enslaved in this country, slavery gave them some personal benefit to, quote, develop skills. Um, So that's an interesting take um, on slavery. Uh, Students will be taught an equally distorted message that a deadly white mob massacre against black residents of O'Kee, Florida in 1920 included, quote, acts of violence perpetrated against and by African-Americans. Well, yeah, if you're setting me on fire, I'm going to (laughs) defend myself. Yeah, Yeah, wait a minute. (laughs) So they are completely flipping reality into uh, a heinous, heinous interpretation of history again just to benefit uh, Ron DeSantis, his political ambitions, and just destabilize Florida residents against one another even more. What the hell is going on? Well, and as we covered on the last show, then he'll send in his new state guard to Mm -hmm. enforce, make sure these professors are teaching this this way and make sure all the students agree with it. This is according to Anna Eskamani. Uh, she is a Democrat out of Orlando. She says, I'm very concerned by these standards, especially some of the notions that enslaved people benefited from being enslaved. What? Wild. Huh? She says, uh, <laughs> when I see standards, I'm very concerned. 
Uh, this is uh, this is actually Senator Senator Geraldine or Geraldine Thompson. This is what she said at a board meeting. If you're still a professor, I would do what I did very infrequently. I'd have to give this a grade of I for incomplete. It recognizes that we have made an effort. We've taken a step. However, this history needs to be comprehensive. It needs to be authentic and it needs additional work. So. If you want history to repeat, just mess with history and it'll happen again. I mean, for ah. context, this is the same logic that SeaWorld uses for why they keep the whales. Oh. It's dangerous for them in the wild. We're protecting them here. Oh, There's yeah. a benefit oh, that they're yeah. in captivity. I agree. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, indeed. So why is DeSantis falling? It's because that is not playing well on a national stage. And I want to tell you a story that is absolutely why... DeSantis's rhetoric and now his teachings and the indoctrination he wants to uh, instill in children will lead to a worse America. This just happened in a rural Alabama town. A black man named Patrick Braxton was elected and he was going to be the first black mayor in New Bern, Alabama. Wow. Now, New Bern, Alabama is 85 percent black. OK. Twenty nine percent of those people live below the poverty line. Ooh. He won an election and they have not allowed him to take over office. They have locked Damn. him out of the town hall. Patrick Braxton uh, has filed a federal civil rights lawsuit. Yeah, he's should. accusing town officials of conspiring to deny his civil rights wow. and his position because of race. Uh, Braxton recalls when he first became mayor. He is the mayor of this town. Yeah. This is the he people was duly voted. elected. Uh, when he became mayor, a white woman told uh, him the town was not ready for a black mayor. Again, the town is 85% black. Yeah. Um, this is happening right now. This is Jim Crow 2.0. And in a town of 85% African-Americans, which obviously then means 50% either a Hispanic or white. <laughs> it's incredible to right. see the elites right. of this town uh, have a stranglehold wow. on its population and not allow for Braxton to be the town's mayor. Wow. It's nuts. That's nuts. I mean, that's not even Jim Crow level stuff where they were just keeping black people from voting with arbitrary rules and laws. This is like post reconstruction yeah. era shit where they were straight up changing the rules and, and keeping black people from even going to vote and then pulling black state legislators out of office wow. via force, which happened in Louisiana, Florida, and all the other states where they pulled federal troops out yeah. when the reconstruction deal was over. Also, when it comes to the city itself, I mean, bigotry is the name. Uh, two years ago- Is that the name of the town? <laughs> no, but it might as well be. This is, I believe it was New Bern. Uh, let me make sure that- Yeah, they, yeah, yeah New Bern New, in Alabama. Uh, <laughs> mm, anything mm. burning in Alabama was right. new or old. Doesn't sound good. Two years ago, Braxton was a volunteer firefighter, and he was the only one to respond to a tree fire near a black person's house. Oh, my wow. God. That Ugh. was in a town of 275 people. God, as uh, Braxton, 57, actively worked to put out the fire, he says one of his white colleagues tried to take the keys to his fire truck to keep him from using it. That's insane. What? So this is this town sucks. This town is fucking crazy. It's a tiny ass town. Um and this stuff is still happening and this is again just a reminder of why we need to teach true history in this country. Yeah. Because this is happening in 2023. That's insane. New Bern we're like new Mississippi burning. It's wow. really horrible. Even though it's Alabama. This man uh, is Braxton just... also was an off Braxton also worked for the emergency dispatch. He got a He's call. He's a first responder. 
Yes, he a got hero. A, he got right. a call from a black woman experiencing a heart attack. He drove to the uh, fire station to retrieve the automated uh, external defibrillator, and uh, the locks were changed, oh so he couldn't get into what? the facility. Oh man, did the I woman mean, die? I would assume oh so. Oh my god, this town's insane. Braxton says I have been on several house fires by myself. They hear the radio and wouldn't come. I know they hear it because I called dispatch and dispatch set the tone, uh, set the tone call. I would assume that means phone call there. I think it's a misprint three or four times for Newburn because we, oh no, it is a tone. Newburn has a certain tone. So the dispatch set the tone call three or four times for Newburn because we got a certain tone. So that is just unreal. He was uh, elected the first black mayor of his hometown in 2020. And for the past three years, he's been fighting to serve and hold on to that title. Wow. So this was first uh, reported by Lee Hedgepeth, a freelance journalist based in Alabama. Hmm. Wow. So that is just happening in a small town. Right. And uh, you would think, again, you would think it was 1930. Yeah. And it happened. He was elected in 2020 and still hasn't been fully Allowed to serve. Oof. So over the past 50 years, Newburn has been uh, has held a majority black population. The town was incorporated in 1854. It was a farm town. Uh, the Great Depression and the mechanization of the cotton industry contributed to Newburn's economic and population decline. Um, so it's just a broke ass place with people who are struggling and they elected someone and now. They're not allowed to serve. And instead of a guy who wants to, it sounds like he wants, he wants to help. To. Yeah. He, he does everything. He shows up yeah. for a lot of things, yeah. it sounds like. It, and they literally actively they stop don't want him because yeah. of old, outdated fucking racism. That sucks. That's like 1878-level shit. It really is. And this is a small-ass town. I believe it's 1.2 square miles. Um, 200 people. I literally. Yeah, 200 some people. He's your neighbor. He's You're your neighbor. literally just attacking your neighbor. Ugh. Yep. He's Indeed. just trying to put out the fire next door to you. Right. Braxton says they want to know why black people don't shop with them when it comes to uh, Auburn residents. They want to know why black people don't shop with them. You don't have nothing uh, the black people need or want, he says. No gasoline. They used to sell country time bacon and cheese and sauce meat. They stopped selling that because they say they didn't like it. And how it feels in their hands when they are cutting the meat. So basically, culturally, differences. They just cut out what the black community liked from all of their stores. Yeah. And they're like, why don't black people shop with us? Oh, my god! Because you don't got anything they want. Just Ugh. disenfranchising systemic a whole yeah. community. Oh, the Truly. whole thing. Yeah. It's brutal. Wow. Anyway, he's trying his best. Braxton began hosting annual Halloween parties for kids and game days uh, for senior citizens. But his efforts haven't been enough to stop people from moving for better jobs, industry, and quality of life. So the town is hemorrhaging people who are dead broke and the white leaders don't give a flying shit. And um, all they do is fight with them. They just fight with them every uh, step of the way. Right? Wow. And, and like you said, just another reason why we need to make sure we teach about all the systemic racism, slavery, et cetera, in schools so people don't grow up to be pieces of shit. Like these people. What's crazy to me is this is a mayor experiencing this. Just imagine yeah, if an you were an elected official. Yeah, imagine Dooley. if you're a broke black man. Exactly. In America. Oh, of course. <laughs> like wow. They also received the town received thirty thousand dollars from the American Rescue Plan. Obviously, that went to all the white officials. Oh, I bet. And no one in the town saw anything. Oh, they didn't even get a fucking stop sign. You know, they got nothing. Wow. Um, Thanks, Biden. Bye, Bidenomics. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's crazy. Anyway, check out that story. That's in the capitalbnews.org. It's entitled, A Black Man Was Elected Mayor in Rural Alabama, But the White Town Leaders Won't Let Him Serve. That man's Incredible. a hero, though, for yeah. holding out. Oh, that absolutely. man's a hero. Oh, my Stepping God. Stepping up. That's what, she, that's what public servants do. You're right. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, and let's move on nationally. So let's just say the polls are all wrong. Uh, Donald Trump does end up becoming president. Okay. This that's is what we fr- thought last time. I mean, th- <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He did prove us wrong. <laughs> this is from the New Republic. So Donald Trump and his cronies are desperately attempting to expand presidential powers. Ooh, what does that mean, uh, This is under the guise <laughs> of draining the swamp. Well, uh, I guess you can drain the swamp or just make it super, super tiny and you're the biggest alligator in it. (laughs) Donald Trump is planning to completely overhaul how the government works if he wins in 2024. Okay. Uh, He basically would like to clear the way for him to do whatever he freaking wants. Uh, What he would like to have fall under presidential controls is the Federal Communications Commission, which regulates television and internet companies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's the beginning of the end. Fascism. Fascism. Very good. good. He would also like to take control of the Federal Trade Commission, which enforces antitrust laws and works for consumer protection rules. So East Palestine, look at Look out for a hell of a lot more of situations mm-hmm. like that if this would happen. Basically, he he wants to, again, this whole idea of draining the swamp, all of this, whatever. There is bureaucracy that we can get rid of. We all agree with right, that. I agree. Sure. But this is obviously not the answer. And if you are someone that wants limited government, if you are a conservative, you got yourself four years and then yep. the presidential powers, the expansion that you create, yes. that's going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Look what George W. did when it comes to the expansion of war powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Every president has said, well, he did it, so I'm going to do it, even if they campaign against it. Still on the books. And yeah. this is going to last for both parties for a long time. And I do not want the person in charge to be able to regulate our television or Internet. No. I have a feeling some of the criticisms might yeah. go away very quickly. Right, right, right. That's a very Berlusconi move. The it way- really is. Bunga, bunga all the way. <laughs> so Trump also wants to be able to impound funds, meaning refuse to spend money appropriated for programs he doesn't like. Oh, wow. So this would completely negate the idea that Congress controls the purse. Right. Mm-hmm. This expands presidential power. So now they have war power. Mm-hmm. Then they have all of the power to regulate television, internet, and financial uh, allocation of funds. Yikes. That's uh, a lot. This then- tactic was banned under Richard Nixon. So Nixon banned this, but Trump insists on his campaign website that presidents have a constitutional right to impound funds. 
Wow. This is trying to expand know. corporate powers, right? Mm-hmm. Then, too. So mm-hmm. sure. he would allow monopolies. It would allow all these things oh, that the yeah. FTC actually actively works against. Sure. He plans to eliminate employment protections for oh, tens of thousands of, of civil servants. Oh, I bet. Making them easier to replace. Now, that is the air quotes, the swamp, right? right. The civil servants. The IRS, yes. Yeah. So basically, for someone that doesn't agree with him, that works in the government, you're out. Mm. And the trickle-down effect of all of this would lead to... Um, I don't know, an entire corrupt regime that no longer validates <laughs> right. elections. Yeah, right. wait a right. minute. Hold on. So he doesn't want to drain the swamp. He just wants to replace the animals. Right. He and wants to be the he swamp. He wants to be the swamp. Again, to even use that, uh, you know, the the the, the nomenclature there because it's just stupid. <laughs> it just helps people, I guess, understand it better. Uh, he would purge intelligence agencies, the State Department, and the defense agencies of officials who he deemed, quote, um, members of, quote, the sick political class that hates our country. Wow. I'm pretty sure wow. this is exactly Ooh. what Putin did when he replaced President Medvedev in 2008. Right. right. Because he was like, right. no, I'm not going to be president. Medvedev, you can you can you run. Can have it. And then, and just, then literally expanded the powers and yep. then got himself reelected. Yeah. I mean, it, wow. it's literally a playbook from Russia. Wow. Literally. Putin's playbook. It really is. It's unclear how Congress could pass laws to block him. Many of his plans would certainly yeah. get locked up in the courts. But the point is um, that he, you know, he can basically do whatever he wants and it would have to be, again, discussed and decided in the courts. But if he's appointing all the judges, he's yeah. appointed three yeah. out so, of the nine, uh, at least, I guess that just means that's the end of the three branches of government. Well, and, and as which long, is absolutely stunning. Well, yeah. The checks and balances system entirely. And Kevin McCarthy, obviously, if he remains as Speaker of the House, he's all over Trump's nuts already just for those donor lists. At this point, it becomes the Senate that would be the only thing that could stop this hypothetical scenario if the Democrats continue to control the Senate. Or in theory, if Mitch McConnell remains as much of a anti-Trumper as he was, especially towards the end of Trump's term. Um, I mean, McConnell. But again, they'll follow. They'll they're the sheeple that they claim not to be. They'll they'll fall in lockstep behind him. Right. McConnell always said he wanted the judges. He got his judges. But by the end of Trump's term, especially after January sixth, McConnell was like, "All right, this is enough." Even his wife Elaine Chow had had plenty. Oh my god! And and Trump, Trump was so racist again, like just legitimately yeah. racist against her. Yeah. And she was in his cabinet. Right. She was the Department of Transportation. And I'm going to put on my foil hat right now. This is Ooh. where it starts. But then next is the Constitution. You attack. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, is, this is already yeah. is. A, yeah, he, this, he expands. Make what? Say I can run more than four years. I can. Well, even just run, think you know, about what he says. Think yeah. about what yeah. he said when it comes to declassifying our, uh, articles or materials that yes. are classified to Sean Hannity. I'm the president. <laughs> he said even just by thinking about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is <laughs> why it's so uncomfortable to have such a psychotic narcissist in office as a normal civilian. I, I don't want to, I can't live in this relationship where, oh, you didn't know I was thinking that? Right. You should have known I was yeah, thinking that. Right, right, I, right. I, that's why I'm single. Yeah. And I don't, I'm, I don't want, I don't need a girlfriend in Donald. Right. I just right, don't right, need right. it. Don't you know what I'm thinking right now? I don't. You thinking about how pretty I am? Jesus. <laughs> you want more ketchup? Criminy. <laughs> Oh, all right. It is fascism, though. It I mean, is. Absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. And you said this was on his campaign website. 
This is this is something he is openly discussing. Discussing. Yes. That's Behind insane. This was right, right. Like, if I win, here are my campaign promises, <laughs> a.k.a. Putin's playbook. If yeah. you want to read that article, Inside Trump's Fascist Plan to Control All Federal Agencies is If He Wins Tory Otten uh, from the New Republic. Mm. Uh, so that article is just, I was like, oh. That should be, like, talked about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's bonkers. It is bonkers. All right. Well, let's go. Well, let's end with a little bit of laughter. You know. Frank LaRose. When things get bonkers. <laughs> he wants to run for the Ohio Senate against a person that is doing his best, Sherrod Brown. Yes. Uh, I like Sherrod Brown. I think we all like Sherrod Brown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's attempting his best to fight for the working class. Um, and... Uh, He's about as good as you're going to get, to be frank. Frankly, yeah, as a working class guy who became uh, a senator to represent the working class. And he's our last Democratic statewide office holder in the U.S. Senate there in Ohio. And he's in a tough spot. Coming. You have no members of the House that are Democrats? Oh, I mean, no, we have Congress people, Oh, you do have a couple. But I'm talking statewide. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and, and him and John Tester, and I know we mentioned Joe Manchin, um, you know, and even- Well, Joe's out. Well, we'll I see. like my testers. I like my testy tester. John Tester. But these are guys are Democrat senators in red states that Trump already won. To your point. Yes. To your point. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a Republican. His name is Frank LaRose. He's a piece of shit. He <laughs> launched his campaign via what the hell was this on? So, all right. So Frank LaRose Please is Ohio it. Secretary of State. For anybody who's familiar with as Ohio as much as I am, you understand this guy sucks. They call he was him the face Frank. He was the Secretary of State when all the like householder. He knew oh, all, all of those it. guys. Yep, yep, yep. All so of that stuff. His, his name was mentioned multiple times in the Larry Householder of trial, of course. And um, with this specific announcement, this is what's so fascinating. We've already got a, a Trumper uh, entrepreneur guy who's trying to get this GOP uh, nomination for the Senate. And then we got a state senator named Matt Dolan, whose family owns the Cleveland Guardians baseball team. Really? So they're Great. both very wealthy. I Frank would say so. Yeah. They're self-financing their campaigns. And then I, comes Frank LaRose, who's the Secretary of State. He counts the votes. Yeah. And he's putting his foot into the race. Kempish, huh? Brian Kempish. Very, he's, so he's in charge Brian of the voter Kempish. roll. And also, I do wonder if that one guy who owns the Guardians is going to get some blowback by people who are like, it's the Cleveland Indians and the fact that you uh, changed it. He already like, has. has he? Sure you. I, I'm, oh, sure sure you. I'm sure Oof. of it. Yeah, he's from, he's a Republican from Cleveland, so the Republicans from everywhere else in the state of Ohio <laughs> don't care for him. Got you. So Frank LaRose, though, has also made several enemies. They call him Two-Faced Frank because he was a never-Trumper, and then he sucked up to Trump to get the right. endorsement for the Secretary of State, so on and so forth. Ugh. Everything you'd hate about a Republican. But what's so funny about this is that he decided to launch his Senate campaign, all right? This is your primetime chance, and he chose to do it on an audio call in the same exact way that a certain governor from Florida launched his presidential campaign. And good God, how does no one understand that this does not work out <laughs> when you do a big campaign announcement over audio and someone's muted and there's other people on the call? <laughs> Shit always goes wrong, man. And, and to your point before the show, Travis, go to a Holiday Inn with your family. Yeah. Get into a front, get in front of a microphone. Get a and say, big sign, get 20 people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking record it on video and put it on the internet, and that's yes. it. You're that's running. It. Go real. to a goddamn barbecue <laughs> and do it in fit. Yeah, I mean, my God. And then also, by the way, Frank LaRose did actually use a campaign launch video called I'm Running, and it's him running around his oh, very man. liberal suburb town. So, again, <laughs> what a piece of shit. But this audio announcement has a special place in anyone's heart who appreciates, uh, you know, when things go wrong for people who want to be important. <laughs> 
All right, let's listen to this guy's big announcement. But there is one bonus. Okay. Ben, a certain comedy duo that we used to do comedy with I in don't know. New York. I think they were too fa- They were bigger than us They're at that bigger time. than us. They'll never remember who we are, but I certainly remember Garfunkel and Oates. They were very funny. And the specific song they had called The Loophole, which is all about saving your virginity for Jesus by having anal sex. <laughs> Rob, will you please roll this ridiculous audio of uh, Frank LaRose launching a Senate campaign? <laughs> Here to somebody that, that really needs no introduction, and, and I'm sure he really needs no introduction. Um, That's why they shouldn't have done this thing in the first place. Very well. The audio is um, so bad. The audio is brutal. Um, an exciting day. It's an exciting day um, to, to be a supporter of Frank LaRose. Oh. You've all known him a long time. He served in the state senate. Stay safe. Green Beret. He's a Green Beret. He loves that beret. Uh, he served as the Ohio Secretary of State for um, a, an entire term and part of another. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's he's doing a great job. Uh, it's like a voicemail intro to a bad so rap track. All of it. <laughs> Take it away. Take it away, Frank. Here you go. Big moment. Oh, he's struggling. Nope. Frank? Frank? You there? Frank? Oh, oh. Secretary, can you hear us? Oh, my God. <laughs> Frank, you there? Frank, can you work a phone? Do you want to be a senator? Huh? Frank? Frank? Stand by. <laughs> We're just going to do a standby here real quick. <laughs> okay. No, We're going to get him. You're not launching the fucking challenger, guys. Come on. <laughs> this is a guy who's going to run a state, right? Uh, he wants Secretary, to be senator. He's already up? running. A okay, hold on. I want to hear this. Frank? Unmuted. Oh, he's <laughs> muted. All right, Alex, can you hear me now? There he is. I can hear you, sir. I kept unmuting myself, and you kept freaking I'm hearing some music. Oh, oh, there you go. Thank God they got uh. that song under control. Surely it won't pop back up. This. All right. That's so funny. <laughs> this is a Garfunkel and Oates song. Oh, my God. This is, this is a political announcement, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> a big one. <laughs> yes. Career-defining moment for this man. <laughs> Mild technical difficulty. Just give us one minute here. I'm so sorry about this. Alex, yeah, dude. Muted, but uh, I need everybody else to mute their lines here. Uh-huh. Right. We, have, we have muted everybody else, I think. But, um, no, you haven't, dude. It's for the great Garfield and Oates song playing. That's pretty amazing. Such a train wreck. <laughs> what if you can just see them sweating? You can. I can. My heart rate's going up. <laughs> right? It's a big moment. Anxiety. Like, just come on. Uh, uh, campaign spokesman. I think that's good. Thank that's, you. Oh, campaign spokesman Lord. Ben Kindle uh, said that it was uh, the culprit was probably a supporter of one of LaRose's rivals. Uh-huh. Who, 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 who obtained, yeah. obtained dial-in inform- dial in information on the semi-private call <laughs> with state GOP leaders. This is what he says. He says, we don't really know how the interruption happened. It really could have been anything. It was really just a minor thing at the beginning. And Secretary LaRose went on to talk to his outpouring of supporters. Uh, he doesn't believe that it was some kind of sophisticated 
sophisticated hacker. Yeah. But, you know, you, you know, I, I could actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> and let's make sure we be clear about some of these lyrics from this hilarious Garfunkel and Oates song, which, by the way, go download this thing and get it on your iTunes or whatever the hell you listen to. I mean, it's called The Loophole. And um, it included lyrics that were, as you heard, pretty much blasted on that phone call. Uh, Fuck me in the ass, because I love Jesus. Uh, The good Lord would want it that way. Gave me that sweet sensation of a throbbing rationalization. It's just between you and me, because everyone knows it's the sex that God can't see. Frank LaRose for Senate, everybody. The sex that God can't see and the senator that we cannot see in Ohio. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll see you in Las Vegas on Sunday at Wise Guys, 7 p.m. Check out the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be back next week. And I cannot even tell you how fucking dumb this world has been this week. <laughs> it was real dumb. We this saw week. nudes in Congress. Nudes. LaRose is talking about butthole sex. <laughs> Good God oh, Almighty. Campaign song right there. And of course. You know who also loves that song? Hunter Biden. Hunter oh. Biden. Mm-hmm. And oh. again, stay focused on uh, what matters the most. We're seeing it play out right in front of our eyes with the strikes with uh, WGA and SAG AFTRA. These pieces of shit are brutal and uh, just. Google tree trimming outside of Universal Studios. Yeah. Just, just look at the trees. That yeah. is just such a perfect example. Yeah. They sh- they trim trees that didn't even belong to them Absolutely. so that the people uh, demonstrating couldn't have any shade in the hottest month of the year. Yeah. yeah. And if people so, yeah. like Mayor Braxton run for office and win, let them serve. It's right. unbelievable. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hail yourselves. Talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.